Hey everybody and welcome to episode 156 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome to episode 156. I hope you're all well. There's been lots going on. I've actually been trying to get these uh, these shows out. I've got quite a few recorded, but there's so much going on. There's almost not enough hours in the day at the moment trying to trying to help people uh, get better. Well, helping people get better. Uh, also trying to put out lots of content to wake people up about what's going on right now in terms of the coronavirus or the coronavirus or the or novid 19 as things are going around in like the in the in the uh yeah the world you know people that are in the know this is not about a virus it never has been it's about trying to take away our civil liberties and the last remaining freedoms and you know police state etc and surveillance state and so hopefully the world's been woke up by this i just recently posted you know that the covid19 is actually the cdc stats have shown um the flu jab in america is twice as deadly um i think it's twice as deadly let's have a quick look i'll just put up a minute ago yeah it's twice as deadly also um people under 50 are more likely to die in a car crash and, and children are more likely to be hit by lightning um, and yes, people are dying, but people are dying of regular causes that's, that they've manipulated to look like a viral death because even all the doctors and doctors and nurses have let, left, lots of them have left posts, left their jobs saying they can't do this anymore because the treatment's actually killing them. And there's been 160 doctors that uh, was on London Real talking about this and about how masks actually are causing lots of death as well. What, what not just the treatment, but masks, etc., which is, nonsense so you know you probably all know my stance if you've been following me for a while and i just think if, if you're going around self-isolating you know wearing gloves and the mask then it's, you haven't got the moral high ground here it, all you're doing is this this action is going to kill far more people than covid19 ever did or will you know the death rate afterwards the, the crash in the economy um it's going to be huge and so we have to get back to living life as, as much as normal because look at the end of the day you cannot hide from pathogens it's like trying to hide from god they're everywhere then every single breath you take they're on all of your body um you know it's just madness trying to hide from it and you think wearing a mask it's just going to stop it's just it's just uh laughable anyway something we get into again on my next episode with terry tillard it's going to be following this one today's show is with a lovely lady called caroline knight and we'll be talking all about dmt and plant medicines before we get into that guys as always if you're heading over to www.reviveyourself.co uh, and you're looking for any um, quality supplements we've got a shop there click on the shop tab and we've got Great products from Evolution Organic, Ancient Purity, um, and from the Finchley Clinic. All things for, I mean, if you want greens, drinks, we've got the, one of the best in the, on the market bar none in terms of living fuel. And we've also got Living Fuel's new one, their Micro Greens, which is 
just packed full. Whereas the living fuel can be used as a, as a, as a meal replacement supplement uh, if you want. You know, if people like to have a little smoothie, something quick on on the go. Um, this the microgreens. This is the amount of, of of super nutrients in it. It's it's just phenomenal. So give that a go. Um, and um, going to be adding a few more things to to the list as well. I've got a really good um, keto. Uh, blend from Dr. McCola, Keto Crema, which I'm going to be trying myself. Um, but yeah, probiotics, evolutional gates, we've got it there. Also, guys and girls, you know, so I mentioned it's, it's really sunny out. You're looking for a clean sun cream. We've got it from McCola uh, underneath the evolution, evolutional gates banner. Um, and make sure if you're going to go out and be having drinks in the summer, make sure you're taking care of your gut and your liver. We've got milk thistle there for you. Fantastic. Clean out the liver or the liver support. Um, these are one of the things if you're in the summertime mode and you start doing things like barbecues and maybe having a few drinks and getting around other people because you know it's how you build your immunity, being around other people um, and you're having a good time, then just make sure you're putting the goodness in as well. Um, and yeah, vitamin C, we've got that there. It's one of the best lip- liposomal vitamin C on the market. You know, it comes from Scotland, not China. Uh, if you go down to atrium purity, it's underneath that bracket uh, as well as the vitamin D3, K2. But, you know, I just want to champion getting out in the sun. Go and get out in the sun as much as possible. Fresh air. All these things are fantastic and they're, they're great nutrients. You know, it's like drinking liquid sunshine. But getting out in the fresh air and sunshine, nothing beats that. So make sure you're doing that. Where was cold showers, etc. Okay. Um, also, if you're heading over to um, www. I've actually got a fantastic interview coming up, Andy Manf, um, blueblocks.com com uh www.blueblocks.com b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com for the best blue blocking glasses on the market um bar none he's got a new light bulbs coming out as well which which are going to be fantastic so if you want to stop the blue light at night he's got fantastic light bulbs coming out as well and you put in the code revive for 10 percent off and also if you head over to essentialoilwizardry.com you're gonna get the best essential oils on the market bar none from my main man nick berry dr nick berry put in the code revive there as well small letters you get 10 percent off and also, if you're looking for a water filtration system, give us a shout. We've got the best uh, in the business from Aquatea, um, which one, two, three, or four bedroom house, plus hard or, hard or soft water. We've got the options for you there. You can give us a shout. But you can find that on the Reviver Self Shop too. Um, I'll also be having some products from Memon. Uh, just going to be getting um, my main man on to talk about them. That's, that's a surprise show that's coming up, which is not so much of a surprise now. Anyway, also, guys and girls, if you're looking for um if also mentioned before my book w if you go to www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com if you're looking for a guide just to understand what you need to do to get or maintain your health get healthy or maintain your health it's going to give you the three big secrets to doing that as well as other tips protocols and 52 easy to implement steps you can do right away um so yeah, that's www.thechronicfatiguesolution. We've been getting some great feedback on on the book, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you're not already, then head on over to uh, head on over to Facebook and follow follow me at Ryan Martin or Revive Yourself. Same on Instagram. But otherwise, that's it for the start of the show. I want to get tucked into this one. It's a lovely lady called Caroline Knight. You can find her at www.dmttimes.com. Com. We're going to be talking all about plant medicines, ayahuasca, DMT, San Pedro, and it's a hell of a journey. It's going to be light in the mood. And we're going to go in a little bit into what's been going on. But um, yeah, enjoy the show, guys and girls, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Starting that, so I've turned it off. That's right. That's right. We just we just can just <coughs> cut that and put it together. No, I was I was saying that, like I think they don't to like 
for, they've done it through lower frequencies again, but just when everyone's waking up to, to something to try and scare people, even though these things have before probably been living with yeah. us for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, it's again, it's problem, reaction, solution, create the ultimate threat, and then you can bring in the the ultimate solution, can't you? So yeah. it's not rocket science. So it's, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, I've, yeah, when you when you're awake to these things, when you're awake to how they work, it becomes said it becomes like a comedy, comedy. Yeah, show. yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. So no, it's really it's really nice to, to meet you, Caroline. Um, Caroline, and um, yeah, dig into. It. I mean, when we actually made a comment, I was like, okay, this is uh, interesting. And then just started looking on your on your website and around your website, you got DMT Times, which is awesome. And then I had a little conversation, but just for the audience out there, like, what's What's been your background? How did you get into that? Because um, I, I think you mentioned that you did a bit of health coaching beforehand. Yeah. Well, um, health coaching in a loose sense of the word, but um, it's been a long journey, a similar one to yours. Originally, I got sick with a serious candida problem, and that's what started the whole path for me. But it, ha- it coincided around the time of my awakening where I started to realise that 9-11 was not what it seemed and things like that. So all of this was going on, and I ended up working in natural health as a result of all of my research. I was working with a few naturopaths, um, ancient purity was one of them. Who oh, okay, yeah. Um, so I, I went on a long journey with that. So it started around 2011, and um, around the same time, I was introduced to ayahuasca. So all things were coming together and converging to to make me wake up pretty pretty quickly, to say the least. Um, so I didn't realise at the time that I would be um, uh, moving into the world of plant medicines as a, as a kind of main event, but uh, I was also working as an activist um, for health freedom. I was working for the National Health Federation, which is a a non-profit organization uh, that started in America. um, And I was hell bent on making sure people understood that natural health was the way and that the pharmaceutical industry was actually not helping them at all. You know, so I was uh, going to Codex Alimentarius meetings with this organization. We were arguing with the World Health Organization and the FDA about legislation and things like that. So I was full on into all of that and running workshops and raw foods and health. Um, So that was my path for a long time. Then once uh, I started working with ayahuasca, um, it, it took me to a whole new level of awakening because prior to that, I was focusing on what was wrong with the world, you know, all the problems that were happening. But I wasn't fully aware of how I needed to change and, you know, where my own motivations were coming from, etc. So after a long uh, road working with the plants, living in Peru, working on a retreat centre there, um, just exploring the different plant medicines, ayahuasca, San Pedro, mushrooms has been a, a staple in my life anyway. Uh, I started to realise just how important these plants are for um, spiritual awakening as well as physical healing. So, um the path kind of led me into DMT times eventually, which was a chance meeting where uh, somebody connected John Rimmer and I, who's my partner in DMT times. It was his idea originally. Um, and we decided to create a platform that was more a kind of community hub for people that wanted to understand plant medicine use and, uh, you know, be able to relate to other people's experiences, but also get information from those who had experience in it. So through articles, resource library from videos things like that and it's grown into something much bigger actually over the last couple of years where we started to build a convention um, to teach people about entheogens or plant medicines is another way of putting that Um, but unfortunately this lovely situation has pulled the plug on that for the time being and we're just waiting to see what's going to happen so that's kind of where you know in a a nutshell it's it's interesting Uh, I want to go into like what you said there about your 
awakening or being the change and your own motives. I think that's really interesting. There's so much I wanted to touch on this because I think it's, um, well, yeah, it's, I mean, the, what what seems to happen in the last two years, especially in the, like the natural health world, the alternative health world, even though it shouldn't be alternative, but yeah, it's like plant medicines and mushrooms, etc. They've they sort of like had a re- reawakening, or people have flocked to them, and I think yeah. a lot of people are just using them not in a say not in a, it's, it's almost like the next fad rather it's a trend. than yeah it's a trend that's mm-hmm. it yeah rather than them being used in the way they should be. This is it's just what also like what cracks me up when. Met, met, met people in medicine or doctors laugh at um, natural. There's one doctor who's on uh, Instagram. He's a, I mean, he looks her- horrendous. Uh, how he can give, how he can <laughs> give people, yeah, I mean, how he can give people health advice is beyond me. But he, 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 one of his hashtags is like Nutri Bollocks. And I'm just like, cool, you <laughs> don't actually understand that your employers send people down to speak to shaman to see what plants will work in their medicines. Um, that's they steal how, their ideas yeah. and give nothing in return yeah. and then come back. And there exactly. you go. And so yeah. I just say to him, like, you're so far behind in the race, you actually think you're leading. Um, and so, yeah, and so um, it's really interesting. So, yeah, that, I mean, it's sort of on this journey, like, I've come across them and I've used plants in different ways in, in terms of, I mean, yeah, different, different plants, different, different uh, actives in them help the body in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, but I've not personally had. Uh, done, done ayahuasca or DMT um, or San Pedro, any of this. Um, yeah, it's something that I, I, I would quite. I'm quite open to. One of the things um, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite. I'm quite scared just because be the first. Yeah, because um, the demons, etc. But we'll get into that. But this, we, what you said there was quite interesting. So before you would be an activist and, you, and you're doing that, but you said when you when you went into plant medicines, it's all gave you a awakening of how you needed to change. What, yeah. what was, what was because obviously you were doing great work and you were trying to get the message out to people, but what needed to change in yourself and what, yeah, what was revealed to you? Um, well, you know, these things are, are quite complex and, and personal to each person depending on their, their background, you know, their upbringing, all kinds of factors, but there were things running as a program in the background within me that I was a little bit unaware of. Um, to be quite honest with you, I had a bit of a controlling nature at that time, completely oblivious to it. I didn't realise that, and it was ayahuasca that had to show me that side of my my personality, how I need to control my environment, um, which is obviously a fear-based mechanism, isn't it? You, you don't feel in control, so you put in as many measures as you can. Um, and, and I suppose even to some extent my activist work um, was affected by that because although my, my main motivation was uh, – to help other people so there was an altruistic aspect to it there was another part of me that was was quite angry and upset that the world was not the way I wanted it to be you know so just as an example I was finding things like that out through using plant medicines um I also realized that my compassion still had work to do because you know a way to go because we are still very very conditioned you know from from a very young age you don't realize just how much of an effect your indoctrination through school and you know peers and just just the legacy passed on from the previous generation how much impact that's had on you and even though you might have a spiritual inclination and awareness of what's really important a good moral compass for example there are things you know learned behaviors that program running in the background that that does take over at times so ayahuasca has shown me aspects of my um 
motivations and impulses and urges based on negative experiences, traumas I was holding on to, things like that, that were affecting my decisions and maybe making me choose paths that weren't really that great for me. You know, showing me how idealistic I was when I should be a bit more realistic, things like that. Okay. So how did it, how did it do that? <laughs> Quite brutally at times, I'll be honest. Um, not always. Sometimes it can be incredibly gentle, but it really depends. Now, what I think happens is that the the profoundly intelligent plant spirit, and when I say there's a plant spirit um, at work with you, there really is. And you know that when you've had them. Otherwise, it's just a concept. But when you've had them, you really do understand that there's a spirit that's more intelligent than you and knows you better than you know yourself. It also knows that your ego is a force of nature and that your ego will try to resist the experience in any way it can because it wants to remain in the driving seat. So it has to step around the back door and trick your ego. And it does this by using your environment to trigger your issues. So, for example, I was at a retreat in Italy um, and I was still obviously struggling with a bit of a control issue that I wasn't aware of. And I remember at the start of the retreat, they asked me, uh, what do you think you're here for? You know, what do you think your issues are? You give them three things that you think your issues are. Well, what I thought my issues are and what they actually were, uh, as I found out at the end of just one night, was really? a different thing. Yeah. So it basically um, made me hate my environment so much that I was convinced that the people that were running the ceremony were trying to torture us with horrific music and playing with us. And they weren't. But this was how the plant skewed my perception in order that I would see how I respond and react to that and my way of handling that was thinking fuck this I'm off I got up and left the room and I took myself off into a room on my own and then I found myself sat on a little wooden bed in the dark in the cold uh, realizing that I was doing what I did since I was a child when I got told off and sent to my room Um, I didn't want to deal with it so I'd say right okay well I'll come out when I want to come out you know it's kind of like that in the end it showed me the light in a few ways made me realize that I had to follow this metaphorical light that I was seeing and I went back into the room, faced what I was dealing with and then everything transformed. And I realised that my issue was literally wanting to just walk away from anything that was too uncomfortable. And when I stopped doing that and committed to staying in that space, even though I absolutely hated it at the time, everything transformed. It was like a whole new uh, level of reality opened up in front of my eyes and I realised I don't have to make these decisions that way anymore. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of putting it. I mean, this is like once you have that awakening, is it something that you have to consciously be aware of, like be aware of going back into your old patterns? I mean, does it? Yeah, because I mean, it's what you said before. I think it's really you said you're in the control life, and I don't know if you know who Peter Crone is. He's uh, called the Mind Architect. He's someone I come across about not 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 even a year ago, and been doing his courses. He's like one of my mentors now. He's fantastic. He's and he talks about how you know control. It's that illusion of it's, it's an illusion, really, because life is uncertainty. Yeah, like there is, there, yeah, there is no control, and so and like anxiety is worrying about a future that hasn't happened yet, and depression yeah. is looking back at the past. Mm-hmm. And when you can just go with the flow of life, I think it was Ram Dass. I think it was him uh, who said, like, he said to him, "Why? How are you so content?" And he's like, "Well, I don't mind what happens." Is and that's like very. And I've been like controlling things. I know that's something I've had to work on, and I think. Even at sometimes, I think I'm a lot better nowadays. A lot better. Still, areas of it when you've got your own business stuff, you want to make sure. But mm-hmm. you're more in this kind of work. I've learned a lot compared to what I was when I was younger. You learn to go with the flow, and you can see how different you are. But oh, that, yeah. but that is something. Is that something you have to catch yourself 
like uh, uh, be aware of it is it because in terms of it opens you up to it but then you have to do the work definitely i mean i think a lot of people see some of these plants especially ayahuasca as a one-stop shop like a cure-all for all their issues and they get this impression that even if they have some profound epiphanies in the in one session which is more than possible and actually quite likely um they feel like because they've seen the light as it were in that moment they're going to just have have it solved it's going to be sorted but the real tests come when you leave and you go back into your everyday life and you're challenged by the same people that were challenging you before maybe a job you don't like anything like that and then you find the old mechanisms start starting to creep back in but the difference is usually that at that point because you've already seen the light with the help of the plants or however it happens you know life can teach you that too uh you tend to just recognize it and then you've got an option so i see it like you're not moving in a circle and coming back to the same place you're moving in a spiral so you're 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 not going up and back down you're coming around to the same point but slightly higher vantage point so you're looking back down Uh and seeing how you reacted last time where that got you and it's like your triggers are still there your triggers don't necessarily go away that can take years Uh anything that's going to set you off and you've got a moment where you can choose to pause and respond rather than react instantly and that's what I found the plants have taught me to do I still get triggered, don't get me wrong, but the ego is such a massive force. You're not getting rid of it. It's there for a reason. And I think this is a a massive misconception that you can have an ego death and then from there onwards, you're just enlightened. But actually, you can have an ego death experience, but the ego is not actually dead. It's just that you've seen what you really are and the full spectrum of your being for a while and the ego sort of dissolves into the background. But when you're back here in your 3D everyday life, you know, your ego is there and it's working. And every time you make a little judgment about someone or, you know, a a prejudice or a a preconception about someone, it's your ego doing it straight away. So you can't get rid of that. But what you can do is find a way to spot it as it, as it starts to manifest. And then, you know, you can see what's really you, what's your soul, what's your ego. That's what the plants have helped me with. It's it's interesting because I think like, yeah, the ego is, God, I mean, ego is there for a reason, right? It plays actually a very important role in a lot of decisions, and, and like in terms of understanding. Who, I mean, in, in one sense, it's it's come from from a point of self respect. I think it's a great thing to have, um, yeah. having that self respect and having that ego on there. But then, as you said, then it, it can it can <laughs> go over the go over the edge or like spit out yeah. over the cup, or whatever you want to call it, in terms of making judgments like that. And then, and then in the day when you're judging other people like that, it's just the reflection of how you judge yourself or like, so it's sort of just looking in the mirror and it's like, well, and, and it can be hard, especially if you're trying to help the world or see, and people like have got opinions that you think, I don't know how you're thinking that or like, and because in the day, especially people in our line of work, we just want people to be healthy and happy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got no agenda. We're not a bit. Some people say stuff like, Oh, you're crazy for thinking about 5G. It's like, okay, I'm not a trillion dollar company. Um, mm. and I didn't pay for all the research they did and it's like yeah. and, and I can be quite sarcastic like that as well because it's oh, just yeah. like and, and so but and that's just like me thinking like really why would like what's my motive to, to make yeah. you healthy like and that's it that's why I go, I go know, ahead but, you know the, the the funny thing is and I experienced this as well when I when I worked as a health practitioner um, the minute there's any uh, financial exchange involved there's suspicion involved straight away. It's what are they trying to get from me? You know, but at the same time, 
if you're giving stuff away for free, you know, yeah, that's that's your energy that you're all the work that you've put in to get to the point that you're at of understanding. This is we're talking sometimes years of energy and effort. You know, that is actually worth something. And I think I've heard you say in one of your podcasts that if you don't, if there's not a fair exchange there, if there's no investment from the person, then, you know, they're not interested, really. They don't take it seriously. They don't value what, you, what you've given. So 100%. there is that. But what you were saying just a moment ago about, you know, people just thinking you've got an ulterior motive, and especially when it comes to sharing information about 5G or any of these aspects of the agenda that we're seeing rolling out now, um, what really baffles me is, that people think we're getting some something great from this, you know, from this worldview, as if I'm enjoying seeing that, you know, as if I really, you know, as if my main motivation is to scare the shit out of everyone. On the contrary, it's just that I can see that if you can't get onto this stuff, if you can't, if you're so tenaciously clinging onto your worldview, you're actually going to be in a much worse place than you started off. It's part of the awakening path. Life throws challenges at you all day long. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets through life unscathed. Nobody gets through without any difficult experiences. You know, whichever degree um, of experience you get is according to your awareness, and it just gets trickier sometimes. And, and now people like yourself and I, who can see different levels of reality happening here, our challenges are massive right now. They're absolutely massive because we're getting attacked from every angle here. I mean, I've been attacked so many times lately, I can't tell you, but you know what, my 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 spiritual awareness has led me to a place where I know when to just withdraw from these exchanges now, and I know what's worth my time, what's worth my energy, and, and who's just trying to bring me down to prove something to themselves, you know, I mean, there's a lot of this going on, but it just shows the spiritual immaturity that we're dealing with, and this is why I think plant medicines are such a massive, massively important thing right now, because these are what show people what they're really about. They'll show you you as well as the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're less inclined to behave like that. You know? that that's like, yeah, it's, it is hard because sometimes, you, cause sometimes you've got to realise as well that like other people's egos, ego is a great thing. You probably don't, we've probably done it ourselves probably, like just to prove that we don't need someone or to prove someone wrong. We'll be in, we'll live in pain. Oh, I don't need you. It's like, yeah, okay, but you're going to live in pain. Yeah, yeah, but I don't need you. And so we've all done it when we're young. It's, and so, as you said, like part of the awake, the hero's journey needs to go through those those ups and downs and those, you know, as you said, it's a spiral. You win, you go up, and you learn, you grow, and, and that's the whole part, point, point of it, right? And you have these challenges, these dragons, as Jordan Peterson would call mm-hmm. them, like these dragons that come out. I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, but um, he's... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he talks about... And, and that's and that's it. And, um, and But it's interesting when you talked about things that are there to... And we go to spiritual awakening. But um, yeah. you're talking about that like, patterns and things you come into. And it's funny, when you have your own business, I talk about this a lot, and it's not I'm trying to be like, oh, whatever like entrepreneurs or people that own businesses are like higher than anyone else but it's sort of when you haven't got a nine to five and you just go to work and come back and just you can just chill when your business relies on you you do go down the world of self-development and self-growth and you have to otherwise because no one's going to do it for you right and so and then you start learning about these things and about the mind and i put my post up today terry robbins said one of my favorite quotes stop being excited by what stop being afraid of what can go wrong and stop being excited by what can go right and you have to look at all these patterns that have been put in place by your parents, by schools and stuff. And then, you know, and if you're not in our world, you can understand why people would hold on to that belief because they're like, oh, what, everything I learned is wrong, is it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's in itself, that's ego, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Nobody wants to think that they've been had, but we've all been had. Yeah, exactly. No, there's no difference there. It's just how committed are you to the truth? How much do you really, really want to know what's really going on? 
That's the thing. And and a lot of people just don't. They don't want to be autonomous. They don't want to be self-responsible. They don't. They want someone else to take care of everything for them so they can sit back and scroll through Instagram or wherever it is. Now, I don't mean that in an offensive way, but that's just a symptom of modern society. And it really turns me off quite a lot, to be honest, because it, I feel like that's what's holding us back is, you know, this this technological obsession that we're within at the moment as well. I mean, it's it's completely out of balance. Um, it and, and it's hard, it's hard like, though, isn't it? Because like, it's hard because in one way, it's a way of being able to get the message out like this. Yeah, but it's misused, isn't it? That's the thing. It could be used for much better ends. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, hopefully we're using it for better ends. I think we are. Think yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's awesome. So, like, right. So let's let's get into it because there's there's lots of different things that you you've you've um, experienced. You know, you talked about. Well, go just for people out there because the other one that one of my um, cool guy called Mike uh, Salimi, he's uh, been on the show. He's a Czech practitioner. Do you know Paul Czech at all? No, but I heard you talking about the Czech practitioner thing. I hadn't heard of that actually before. Yeah, yeah. So, he's um, yeah. Paul Czech's like a holistic godfather. He's fifty-eight. He's been doing this a long time. He's based in San Diego, and uh, when I went around to learn from everything, I came across Paul a few years later and was like, "Ah, oh, this guy's put it all together. He understands." Right. And and Mike's gone in, and Mike went down to I think it was Peru, and he did. Um, we talked about C- Cambo. And he talks about okay. how, yeah, it's, um, and the Warriors used it, and it, it could be used of boosting the immune system. We can purge as well. I don't mm. know if you go into that, but San Pedro, I haven't um, really, I haven't really um, delved into much. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? What yeah. is San Pedro? Yeah, San Pedro is um, probably my favourite plant medicine Ooh. of all. Um, it's not particularly prevalent over here, um, but it grows in the Peruvian Andes. Uh, mainly and it's 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 treated over there with reverence because it's seen as uh, a direct line to god Ooh, really yeah. i mean that's the that's essentially the um, the description of an entheogen anyway but san pedro is the cactus that uh, contains the mescaline um, so most people have heard of mescaline and it's present within peyote as well but yeah. there's different alkaloids in the san pedro plant in the san pedro, in san pedro cactus um to peyote so the experience is a little bit different um san pedro for me is um an illuminating experience it doesn't teach you in quite the same way uh, ayahuasca does which is to take you down into the depths it's almost as if the vine itself, the way that it grows in the jungle, is representative of the experience that it gives you. It'll take you on some deep journeys into the undergrowth, you know what I mean? And as, drag a, as above, so below. <laughs> yeah, but with San Pedro, um, it's reaching for the light. It's a huge, tall cactus reaching for oh. the light constantly, and that's what it tends to do. It reconnects you to nature. It makes you feel very much at one with the outside world, and you can use it for for an uh, intro, introspective experience or in, in introverted experience if you want, but what I find quite often is that it makes me really want to connect to other people. I want to, I feel very heart opened. I want to express how much Sounds I love like it. Sounds like MDMA. It, you know what? It's like a combination of MDMA and mushrooms in terms of the feeling that you get, I would say, because it is psychoactive in, in a similar way to mushrooms, although I don't find usually that the visual effects are quite as, um, what's the word? They're not quite as prominent as they are with the mushroom experience. Again, it depends how much you take and which cactus you've taken it from. Um, but the visual side of it is beautiful. It really turns everything into silk. Um, everything seems to have a kind of silken quality where it's just moving gently uh flowing uh the colors are really vibrant and bright um 
you know, you you could sit for, with a tree for hours and just be completely content with that tree. Honestly, it's it's a really really right. um, grounding experience into this reality. Well, I need um, to do some. I need to get some my hands on some San Pedro. It sounds like. Oh. <laughs> I love it's never given me any real challenges. It just tends to make you aware of things without taking you through a cerebral process. Like you don't have to go through a, a you know, a mental thought process to figure out what's important, what's true. It's just the awareness just arises within you. Any 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 purging at all? Anything like that? Can you can do. Um it's a really long experience compared to ayahuasca. Ayahuasca tends to last between five and seven hours on average. But San Pedro is gonna take you on anything between 11 and 15 hours really take yeah um i actually met with it quite recently and i was it was a good 13 hours that time really Um, but you lose all sense of time there's no awareness of that just out the window so you're just very present so i didn't notice it um I can't remember what I was saying now. Why, why was I talking about that? Just talking about Sam, but just about how the experience how it's very different to like it doesn't get into depth. You're talking about it, it's enlightening. Talking about it doesn't really purge. Doesn't really purge. Oh, the purging. Sorry, that was it. I'd forgotten. Um, so some people will purge. Usually, in a, say in a group on retreat, you might get one or two out of ten that that might throw up in the beginning. But it's usually just I think the alkaloids upset the stomach a little bit more than more than that you need to purge in the same way you do with ayahuasca. It's pretty standard with ayahuasca. Mm. Um, some people just, it, it, I mean, it's an alien substance going into your body. So you feel a little bit out of sorts, a bit drunk for the first couple of hours, maybe a little bit sick. And then after two, three hours, you're, you're fully in. Do, 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 can you, do you have like, are you function? Is it, is it functional? Or like, can you, Oh yeah. Do you eat and you go about your normal life or not? Yeah. You wouldn't eat for the first couple of hours usually. You wouldn't want to, but a good few hours in, six, seven hours, food can taste absolutely phenomenal on San Pedro because it, it, all the senses are heightened so much that you feel uh, just joy to even eat a banana. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. absolutely yeah. I, You know what? Now you've mentioned it, I think I jumped on your site last year and I think I did read a little bit about it. And when you yeah. said that about the cactus, I was like, oh, I think I have read a little bit about this actually. Um, and that was one of the ones I was like, oh, how comes I haven't heard more about it? And the fact you said, yeah. the way, your explanation of it sounds fantastic. So uh, I'm surprised because people, uh, a lot of times, ayahuasca, mushrooms, DMT get a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, say exposure um, yeah, especially. yeah yeah especially now and so so okay so which this is the one thing i'll, I'll ask with these things do, would you do like one on one day one on another day or do they need to be taken apart or can you take them together or what what's or is it a bit like disrespectful mm-hmm. to take to mix them and stuff like that i mean again there's there's no exact science to this and a lot of people have quite different ideas about how it should be done there are people that will take san pedro immediately after ayahuasca i personally wouldn't recommend doing that it's not the sort of thing I think is really helpful because um, I, I think a better way to do it, and this is the way that I've done it on retreats, because I have run a lot of retreats now with uh, ayahuasca and San Pedro and mushrooms um, in the past. So um, we would do two ayahuasca sessions, then have a day off and then do a San Pedro session. I know that some some people wouldn't agree with that, but what we find is that you do a lot of deep work with ayahuasca, a lot of purging. It's very heavy for some people. Some people it's actually blissful, don't get me wrong. Oh, for a, yeah, yeah, it can be absolutely, you know, the most mind-opening, beautiful experience ever. Um, but at the same time, some people have to go through a lot of traumas and personal demons to get out into this place of peace, which most come to straight afterwards. But then we have a day off and we'll we'll allow them to process what they've been through. We'll integrate, we'll talk them through everything. 
And then after that, uh, the San Pedro session is a lot lighter because people have already purged a lot of their work. Uh, sorry, purged a lot of their um, the, the the demons and the hard stuff they've got to deal with, you know. So no, so sorry to cut you off. I say it's really interesting. I mean, this is okay. So with the so ayahuasca, and then you've got DMT. Mm. So people say like DMT is like ayahuasca in a it's almost like yes, yeah, the workman's trip. It's been called because fifteen minutes, or it's, I've heard it been called before the um, the workman's trip, or like um, city boy's trip. It's only fifteen minutes, oh, for example. Yeah, yeah. very very right. powerful. Um, so DMT is like ayahuasca in a shorter <coughs> shorter punch, but more powerful. Um, I mean, so, it's, it's different, right? One comes from a secretion of a, a toad. No, so well, it depends which type you're talking about. Okay. So the five M, five meo DMT is taken from um, from from the toad. Yeah, um, that's Bufo alvarius. Um, then the other one, Cambo, is taken from a, a completely different frog. I'm not massively familiar with Cambo. I know a bit about it, but it's not something I'd I'd want to talk too much about. I'm no expert with Cambo, um, but that's not uh, psychoactive in the yeah, same way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not psychoactive. Yeah, Cambo is. So you're talking about five meo DMT, which yeah. is uh, frog poison um, and that's smoked but the DMT that goes into the ayahuasca brew uh, is is the same DMT or from from one DMT plant or another that, that people smoke um, they may turn it into free base um, they may put it into a changa mix um, but e either way that's the way you can smoke DMT um, but with ayahuasca um, they'll put one of the DMT containing plants like mimosa hostilis or chacruna or chaliponga into the brew and that gives the psychoactive component of the, the visual effects basically so you'll you'll feel that you're going through a completely alien realm with with the dmt but the uh the ayahuasca is the vine banisteriopsis carpi vine which is the purge they call it la, pur la purga uh which is the part that makes you throw up and cleanses your body and guides you through the DMT realm. So the spirit of the vine is what takes you through the DMT realm. So if you're going to smoke DMT on its own, you don't have that plant spirit with you, the guidance of the vine. So DMT can be quite a different experience having it on its own. So ayahuasca is going to last, like I say, between four, five, six, seven hours, maybe, dependent on the brew and dependent on your constitution. And um, that is going to be a very long, drawn out experience of smoking DMT. And it can be on a par in terms of intensity, although you might have a bit more dexterity uh, with DMT. It's going to probably stop you from moving at all. You know, you're going to forget your body. You're going to be it's 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 like your spirit just disappears out of your body and goes into this DMT realm. But what I find with DMT um, is that because you, you don't have that guiding spirit, you're just there with your your normal active mind trying to make sense of all this crazy stuff that's happening so fast um it's quite difficult to retain the information whereas ayahuasca slows the experience down and and you you can perceive what's being shown to you and taught to you through the dmt visions as well as the other awareness that comes through the plant right and so you've you've you had you've taken both oh yeah past, yeah, yeah. And, and so um what yeah so in your in your let's say opinion your yeah expert expert opinion what is there one that you'd say okay like i've done that now that's enough or um are they both using for different things okay um i think it really depends on where you're at in your life because you know life can change and you can find yourself going from feeling like you're up here on top of the world on top of your game to some curveball coming out of nowhere 
and you finding yourself in a dilemma or a position where you don't know what to do, at which point I would say I would be more likely to turn back to some of the plants. I don't think personally that I would use DMT solely for that. I've used personally used DMT as more of a kind of exploratory substance, but because I get more from ayahuasca personally and I'm getting the DXT, DMT experience as well, I would prefer to use ayahuasca. I would go back to ayahuasca. At the moment, I don't feel particularly called to it and I listen to my intuition. When I want to use it, I know, you know, it comes to me through dreams, it comes to me through synchronicities. I know when it is time. Um, but I drank it a lot in the past as well from 2011 onwards. And I feel like I went through a really, really uh, deep process um, of understanding the world, of understanding myself, uh, understanding um, universal energies as well, all through that. So it got to a point where I didn't really feel like, you know, for that for the time being, there's not that much more I need to do with this with this plant. And so instead, I've taken the path of helping other people to understand what this process is about and what this journey is about through DMT times. So I feel like I work with the plants more in that way at the moment. But I would say, yes, you can go back to it. But I think it's important to know when. You mentioned earlier about recreational use of it, you know, like a mm. city days uh, trip or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, to me that's like, it's not, it's, not, it's not really respectable of, of what, what's going on here. And then people, yeah, go, go ahead. People get their asses kicked using these things recreationally. Now, what I think happens sometimes is, when people start working with plants for reasons that are less than honourable or, you know, not really integral reasons, um, the plants are very, very clever. And when they realise that somebody's not going to take the lessons that they're given, and believe me, I've seen this a lot as a host, I have, and I've seen it from being around the community in general in Peru, there are a lot of people that develop a massive ego from working with the plants which is quite surprising. You'd think, well, how does that happen? Because it's kind of like the opposite of where people think they're going and want to go with it quite often. But some people go into it in the first place with no intention whatsoever of working through their issues. It's like you say, they're just going to it because they want to experience, you know, the other realms, what's what's out there, what's on the other side. They don't really have a lot of intention of doing any work on themselves. So I think, you know, the people that go to the plants over and over again don't listen to the teachings, use it as almost a way to bolster their own ego and develop a superiority complex where they'll start going around telling everyone else, oh, I've seen God, oh, I'm at one with God, I've seen God, you know, you guys have got it all wrong, you need to this, that and the other. It's it's surprisingly common. But what I think is happening is the plants realise that you're not going to listen to what they're teaching you. There's no humility there. So they'll let you run with it. They'll let you trip yourself up in everyday life. If you're going to go out there and, and, and carry on like this. Eventually it's going to come back to bite you on the ass. You know, life is going to teach you another way. And I, and I think that the plant allows people almost to run with that that perception because one way or another it's going to come back and you're going to learn, but it just may not be in the moment with the plants, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Recreational uses, I just don't think it's it's what these for. They're medicines. You don't take medicines unless you're ill, right? Right. And you go into the intent of that. This is why I like manifest. It's the same with reality. Like you, you when you do make it sounds ridiculous, but the, it's it's amazing the energy, like how you can manifest certain situations, how your thoughts become reality. This is something that talks about. And only once you've gone through it and you actually truly understand it, and once you actually have that paradigm shift and you break through it, like it's hard to tell people if because it, it it's, it's like you're never. I put something out um, a few months ago, and I was like, those who think they will never heal, 
like you never will um, because yeah. your, your mind's so powerful. When you start to understand, there was, I'm actually talking about this with one of the guys. I'm going deep into, I've um, got a guy who's working with some technology that's uh, that um, that mitigates 5G and I'm getting him on the show and what he's actually talking about, he said, because the government aren't going to stop at 5, they want 6G and this is all based on radio waves. He's trying to, um, yeah, yeah. And so, but he's trying to develop 9G because 9G is not going to be radio waves. And I said, how does that work? He said, well, like this. He said, close your eyes. I said, okay. He said, think, when was the last place you went on holiday? Uh, I said, Spain. And he was like, okay, think about being there. I said, like, yeah. He went, that's how it works. I was like, oh, okay. He said, well, because right now we're in this human radiation, so they're not going to do this. I need to take it to the next level, so we'll have this. And he said, in the meantime, I've got this technology that I'll be going into so that, that basically puts 180 degree full shield around um protection which we'll get into uh, once i've got him on because i want to go into a few questions that people have but this is interesting what you're saying that about that that having that intention having that um desire to work through things rather than just taking them for like a laugh <laughs> for a laugh or to, say, yeah. to boost ego because human yeah humans are like that you know so oh i've done this i You've been Tenerife or I've been an Tenerife sort of thing. Um, and so um, so it's like people can do that. So one of the things I've actually been asked, because one of the things I want to get into, and I think it's on the same sort of question, is that I haven't taken it yet because I'm, first of all, I haven't come across anyone. I'd want to sort of do it in a safer environment. It'd be interesting. Maybe I was looking about going to Peru or something like that. And one of the people I was, before this is actually going to probably go out in September. It was before this happened. Um, but... It's having like a safe environment, being around people that knew what they were doing, that was a big thing for me, you know. But but because I think from the experiences I've heard of, and even you said the lessons they teach you, it sounds like it's terrifying, right? Yeah. And so and so it's like right, and I'm I'm quite good with just going with the flow because I'm I've seen people take other things and they fight it, and I'm like just relax. So I think I'd be quite good with it, but the demons do scare me a little bit. Well, I think it's completely natural to be a little bit afraid of the unknown. I mean, it's it's almost yeah. a, a a human it's a, it's human nature to be afraid of the unknown to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. But your power and strength lies in embracing the unknown and walking into it and letting the door close behind you. And this is what life teaches us, but it's also what the plants teach us. So what the plants do is they concentrate the experience. It's almost like a metaphor of your your path in life your daily challenges and they'll concentrate that into an experience and force you to deal with it in the moment um, and I think that's what people are scared of it's like what's within me that I haven't dealt with yet what what have I pushed down so far that it's almost at a cellular level making me ill what is that going to come out you know and sometimes it does but other times it's incredibly gentle and it will it will teach you in a much more motherly and calm serene way you just don't know what you're going to get and I think that's why people are afraid of it and I've had some absolutely blissful experiences where the healing has come from just realizing that I'm being too hard on myself you know you can be addicted to healing as well people can be obsessed with the idea that there's something wrong and that in itself is is an illness yeah 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 and and, and you know that I, I don't think I had that exactly but I think I was very very focused on um, doing everything meticulously for mm, a long time, right. you know, my, it, because there's, it's a different energy. You know, you can come to it from energy of obsessiveness, which is fear-based, or you can come to it with an energy of self-love, which is I want to be the healthiest I can be. I want to help everyone else to be the healthiest they can be. But there is a fine line there, and some people aren't quite aware of what side they're on. So it can teach you just in a simple way about how you're looking at things, or it can bring up 
you know, things you really don't want to look at. And that's what people are scared of. But on top of that, there are other realms that you perceive and there are beings within these realms, which people talk about all day long when they've done DMT. And these these beings are of, of a different nature. You know, they, some of them are absolutely benevolent and some of them are really not. And, and this is a reality that you may experience when you step out of this realm and into another one. And that's that's how it is. But what you find is that when you understand your own strength, your, the strength of your soul, which cannot be destroyed or cannot be altered, when that prevails, which it inev- inevitably does for most people, you find that you're actually so powerful and so strong that your everyday life challenges don't don't really mean that much anymore. Yeah, you yeah. breeze through things a lot more easily, you know. Yeah, I think that's, so that's why it's worth that. doing it. But it's not always going to be easy. Life doesn't teach you through contentment. It teaches you through through strife and challenge. I That's think, how you get to know your own power. Hundred percent. I think like the Indians have. Yeah, I don't know if you've studied Ayurvedic medicine. You, you probably you probably have. Um, Sorry, that again. I, I said you, you. I don't know if you've studied Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, you you probably have a I, little bit. I know a bit about it. I wouldn't say I've studied it uh, in depth. So that the Indi- they sort of have like a um, sort of parable, not a parable, but like a something they say in terms of like if you've got a thorn stuck in you, you almost need a thorn of equal. Uh, measure to get that fallen out and then you throw both away yeah. so as you're saying there like um it's one, one of those things you need to go go into to realize it and i think 100 when you much more calm with life everything just it's talk about resisting reality when you resist reality not only the thing is not how you want it to be now you're stressed and it's like well yeah. that was good um and so it's like it's pointless it's what people, <laughs> that's the not, key word resistance Resistance. you resist anything in life you're not going with the flow right and the thing is people are hell-bent on finding a particular specific outcome which is controlling there's no way that you can guarantee any outcome to any situation so there's really no point in in worrying about where anything is going to go at the end of the day you can have a goal and direction but if you're going to get stressed out and pissed off because things don't go the way you want, I mean, it's like a, a, a toddler throwing its toys out the pram. It's pointless. You're not going to not going to achieve anything. And resistance in a plant medicine experience is brutal. It's absolutely horrific. But it's your own ego causing you the pain. Have, have, you, have you saying? Have you like? Because it's like the pain teacher. The pain teacher will keep. As you said, life. Life will keep on presenting you circumstances and people mm-hmm. that, to teach you lessons, right? Uh, yeah. And so the plants will. Uh, yeah. and have you for a couple of things you mentioned you were like trying to be meticulous well that's like controlling isn't it it's like i've got to control how i do yeah. things and when you're just like sometimes you be a health coach you'll have a drink and someone go oh you should, should you be drinking that it's like i'm cool i'm healthy like yeah. don't talk about me it's, it's all right other than like, I I that distilled water the next day no problem so yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. exactly and that's where you've got to come at it from that obviously when someone's really going through things they've got to do things to get themselves back where they need to be but once you're at that level of health you know when you talk about every tribe or um i mean even the blue zone shows like people have men have two drinks a day women have one centuries it's not about it's what you want you are happy in yourself and you understand these things it's a different game and that's why i say it's as much an art as it is a science but when you when you come when you said that about people holding on to it have you seen people hold on to stuff really have a challenge and then midway through let go and things be a lot better oh yeah yeah yeah. absolutely many times many times it's quite common actually especially when you first start out using plants even now i still can get a little bit nervous about using certain certain plants anyway i think you know that never really fully goes away and 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 so when you when you first start out it's inevitable that people are going to be a little bit you know they're they're just not aware of what the process is going to feel like and what their ego is going to do they don't they don't know 
in what ways they're going to start trying to resist it and then they end up in this really uncomfortable place sometimes not always straight away sometimes this comes later because the plants are not daft enough to uh to to hit you with the full whammy straight away either they'll they'll use you in gently a lot of the time i find that but then so people sometimes get a sort of false sense of security where they think oh this is easy and fun and next time it's going to be the same and then no it's not they find that they get shown you know just how much resistance they have um, it's just a process it's it's not certainly not going to kill you and you know I've seen things that terrified me and I mean I was completely out of my comfort zone and you know I was I was in bits actually for one one ceremony one one of my early ones and uh, I thought I'm not getting through this I've gone mad I've literally gone mad and I'm never coming back and, and that's not a comfortable place to be you know um, but actually I realized when I found the way out of that with the guidance of the plants that I could see quite clearly that that was just my own fears manifesting in terms of visions. And it was a way to show me the power of my own mind, just how I can run rings around myself all day long if I want. Mm. Actually, it's a choice. It's a choice. We, we can, okay, I did a video on this the other day, like um, uh, medication through self-distraction and how <laughs> a lot of these things have come up for people now because they can't run away from them go to the pub or they can't run away and go to friends or whatever so they're having yeah. to deal with lots of issues mm-hmm. i said like i said to them that the lockdown hasn't created these issues they it's just revealed them um and one of the things Absolutely. one of the things you you've got uh, it's like they're saying the plants they haven't created them they're just revealing them and and mm-hmm. one thing uh, peter crown talks about as well going to, to oh, you get great stuff and he says we i don't solve problems i dissolve them it's like you haven't mm-hmm. got problems You've got circumstances, and I'm not saying things aren't challenging, but though the way you react to those circumstances is like okay. how much the problem yeah. affects you. It's so, all about perception, for sure. And then I want to talk about your perception. So you said you you you've gone mad, and you you see beings in it and th- beings and things from different realms. What 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 sort of things have you seen, and what sort of things do people generally see them? And do do you come face to face with them? Or are they? Do they I mean, do, yeah, explain if you can um that i've seen various different kinds of beings um now i wouldn't want to put anyone off using the plants or smoking dmt if they feel drawn to that um for 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 positive reasons but i do think that it's important to be realistic about what you might what you might perceive in that realm now the jury is out on whether these things are even a figment of your imagination or they're real my take on it is that they're definitely real but there's a lot of people out there that say these are just archetypes generated from the collective subconscious or these are uh, your own creations based on a, a kind of projection of some aspect of yourself that you need to deal with. I mean, you, you hear a lot of different things, but I think from my personal experience that these these beings are, are, are quite legitimate and they are energies that reside in a different frequency. It's not that they're over there and we're here it's like tuning into a radio station. You know, there's not really a location. You tune in or you tune out. So when you're in that state, uh, the, the, the you're perceiving through the pineal gland, the mind is open and you're out there in this other frequency with these beings. There is a way of communicating and they will want to communicate with people a lot of the time. Uh, that particular night on under ayahuasca, I was seeing beings that can only be described as demonic. Um, They were very, very scary. I don't know how much detail you really want me to go into here, but they were coming at me 
over and over again and it was very hard for me to look at them they were they were absolutely terrifying the feeling of doom that came with them was 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 something else now i don't know whether the plants allowed me to see these beings in order for me to realize that even them i could face you know what i mean right. or whether they were a figment of my imagination perhaps generated by the plant in order to get me to see my own strength i, I don't know it's sort of the same thing but whether they're real or not is the question there mm-hmm. um in a DMT experience at one time, this was with Changa. Um, I'd had I'd had um, consistently uh, beautiful, blissful experiences with with the medicine with the with the substance until this one night when uh, it was quite apparent from the moment I breathed out the smoke that this energy in the room with me was not something I wanted to deal with, and it morphed the plants in the room into um, these kind of monsters that were spitting black blades at me. And the, the the music was a beautiful song. It was all twisted and I could hear the instruments had been warped and turned into something really demonic sounding. I mean, you can get all these kind of things. People have a range of experiences and I was absolutely beside myself with panic, but I found um, my way out of that with the help of another entity, which was like an owl being like a like a male god archetype but half bird half man now this being came and and kind of took me energetically away from that situation and moved me out of it now this was something at the time I just went with I mean you don't have a choice in the Mm. DMC realm but when I came out of the other side of this I was absolutely astounded to see a few months later that someone had created a digital representation of that experience so it wasn't just me that was having these owl beings or whatever it was, like a, 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 this deity archetype coming connect to me, blowing cold air on my chest at the time. And in the picture that someone had created, this owl man was blowing air on the person's chest. And there was geometry in the background. It was quite clearly from a trip, you know. And I mean, I thought, oh, this is saying something here. It made me really think, you know, I couldn't have made that up. I knew nothing about these these kind of creatures it's really it's some great uh, on instagram there's a couple of accounts like law the law of one there's parable visions and uh, a few of them that um i mean they are fantastic and it's obviously they've been down those realms and um yeah. paul check talked about an experience before his last before he he's 58 and he he had his had like a child last year his second child uh, no the third child i might be second but yeah anyway, he's got three he's now done. whatever it is yeah he's busy but he he um he had a bit of space between the two and three, but he was t- talking about how he was sitting there and him and his wife, and his wife uh, he got her to, they did a lot of drawing and she was drawing something and he was like, what, what's that? And she's like, I don't know. It's just come to me in a vision. Okay. Um, I don't get this story wrong. It's, it's such a, it's like, and he, he did it. So, and then later on that year, he did some mushrooms or something like that. No, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong. Anyway, it was like... You can in the comments later. As, as you said, as you said. Yeah, I'd have to, I'll try and... I think it was a podcast he did with the guys at Mind Pump. Um, anyway, he said that he talked to Spirit and he talked about the child and, and what he would... He was like, I didn't want a child. He didn't want another child his age and stuff. And so this child is really important because it's going to be... And whatever she was drawing something happened when they were when they gave birth and that image was very prevalent i can't remember what happened they saw it like you did like it come to them and i was like oh my god right. how that like and there was no way of him understanding that and and, mm-hmm. and so as you said it's very 
it to me it all I've had too many people talk about this for it to be a coincidence or for it to be it's not yeah exactly these are synchronicities and at the end of the day the way I see it there's no I don't want to get too deep into it but I don't feel that linear time is real and I've had personal experiences that have that have highlighted that to me that's a whole new level of getting into quantum mechanics um, but Sorry, I do feel yeah. like you can tap into future experiences and past experiences quite easily whatever he's tapping into there you know some of these things they seem like premonitions or or whatever I, I, it's hard to say exactly where that energy is coming from but I don't think um I don't think it's actually that unusual yeah really it was experience it was like the image. I can't remember what it was. someone sent him something. Anyway, whatever whatever someone sent him, or however whatever the image was, it was exactly what she had drawn. And she was like, "Why?" I can't remember. What, yeah, it was something. Oh, it might have even been. Actually, it might have even been a, that she drew this plant, and she didn't even know what it was. And then it, oh. and, and then she come across it, and they looked it up, and it was said like, and the yeah, it's amazing how my memory works. And then when when they looked at, looked at it, it talked about. Um, what what this plant represented and and then they were like oh this is linked to us having this child for example you know and it was like and and the yeah when they come across it like she'd never seen this plant before never ever it come to her in her dream she drew yeah. it and then she found out what it was and what it represented and it was like and, and it think, makes perfect sense yeah, yeah and it was just like it's, yeah amazing communicating with the source energy i mean it's like the akashic records everything that ever was has happened will happen is is already there it's already it exists now it's only now right so if you're tapping into these energy fields whether that's the akashic records or just the collective subconscious or whatever you know this we're we're developing uh, extrasensory perception at a rate we never really have or at least it's 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 uncovering itself now telepathy between people etheric nudges where you're basically finding you've just thought of someone, then they're going to text you 10 minutes later, you know, things like that, someone you haven't spoken to for 10 years even. This, you know, the, these things are, are starting to happen now. With that actually people. happened to me the other day. Yeah. I thought about someone, they gave me a call from New Zealand, and I was like, I haven't spoken to you in 10 years. And I was like, yeah. and, yeah, it's, when you, so when you talk, I want to get into that quantum, because it's interesting, that telepathy, that, like the, um, my guy talking about who's going to be on the show, talking about 5G, talking about it, and with the UFOs, and it's the entities that you talked about, the beings, now people like David Icke have talked about this for years, about how different tribes have talked about these, these <coughs> beings and what they've been called, um, and how they might have even been living here, and obviously he got called a, a nutter for years. The um, Anunnaki. Yeah, the, the, the Anunnaki, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because some of the things you're mentioning seems like it could be along those lines as well. Yeah, I would say that some of the vision that I had, the one that I mentioned when I was on the retreat, um, some of those faces looked like I would imagine those beings to look like from the research that I've done on them in the past. But then I can't really say. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say. I don't know if they're really linked. I think these are hyperdimensional entities, and I think there are maybe entities that exist in different forms, maybe in human form as mm. well. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of that going on. I think. Yeah. It's interesting, but when you've been down, there, it's it's like I think Joe Rogan says that I don't think anyone should be president or prime minister until they've done some DMT or ayahuasca because it allows them to see things at a different sort of level, um, and it gives you a spiritual and a spiritual awakening. Something you want to talk about, and before we we get we sort of 
gone over it, but we'll get into it a bit deeper. One of the things, the questions that I've got asked a couple of people, because I had a few of them. Um, one's about synthetic DMT and natural DMT, how they how they compare. Um, and a few of the things, one was like having a trip sitter, like a shaman. Do, do you need a bona fide shaman or a trip sitter, or is it just someone, I mean, uh, can, it, can a friend just do the same job? You know, make sure nothing's going to go wrong. Is it just about making sure nothing's dangerous is happening? Or would you say that people who are doing it need someone there um, in I your experience? wouldn't recommend doing it on your own, especially if you're at the start. I mean, you could if you're smoking DMT through a pipe, the minute you hit that pipe and breathe out, you could just drop that burning ash all over your legs or whatever, set yourself not, on not fire. On your, not on your own, but would, would, it, would you need a shaman rather than a friend? um okay i think it really depends what you're doing i don't think I sh with dmt i think it's quite different because it's quite a quick experience and you can't really communicate with anyone normally i mean maybe a little bit but it's there's not really anyone that can guide you through that apart, apart from to make sure you're physically okay i wouldn't say but with ayahuasca etc um i feel it's quite important well, very important really to have um a knowledgeable shaman with you and i don't necessarily mean that that has to be a an indigenous shaman although they obviously have knowledge that is very difficult to communicate to to westerners for various reasons i think that they may have an edge in some ways but in other ways i feel that um understanding our culture the way we do as as westerners and understanding the the, the trials and tribulations that western people go through actually working with a western shaman can be quite beneficial as well but i do feel that having someone present to guide you through someone that knows how to work with energies and prevent you from being interfered with by external energies which i do think is quite a, a real possibility um you know it's it's important to be protected and safe in that space and if you're working with someone that knows what they're doing there's no reason why that wouldn't be the case um people do it all the time on their own without any serious side effects but what happens if you are on your own i mean anything could happen on a physical level you could just fall down the stairs if you're not fully you know aware of what you're doing you could physically hurt yourself. You could find yourself battling with things that you were really not ready for that a shaman would help you through. So I don't really recommend doing it without one. That's my personal personal opinion. But. Okay. Yeah, it sort of makes sense to me. I think it was coming – yeah, it's uh, – I think it's the same as anything, right? If you're getting into something the first time, you want to be surrounded by someone who knows what they're doing because it's mm – -hmm. It's yes. It's like you wouldn't get on a plane and fly it yourself, would you? Um, <laughs> you know. No. So, so from my point of view, I get I get it's a bit different from that because I think it's like cause there's certain drugs and things people do. It's a bit different to this. I mean, seven eight hours of the experience as well. It's a long time um, yeah. if, you, if you're not around someone who knows what they're doing and things do happening. Um, so and the one about DMT and synthetic DMT is is like. Can synthetic DMT really replicate what nature has has provided? Um, like, because you know, do you know what I mean? It's like taking ascorbic acid rather than natural vitamin C. Is it? Is it something yeah. different? When you refer to synthetic DMT, are you talking about extracted free base DMT? Uh -huh. um, well, well, I mean, it's still come from. It's still been extracted from the plants. Okay. So it's just in a different form. It's in a crystal form, and um, people do say it has quite a different experience you know between changa which is just in the leaves smoked um you know with some herbs basically um i don't think the experience is massively different really i mean uh, sorry, changa, it's, it's there, a bit longer 
Isn't there? Sorry, I've got this, maybe I've got it wrong. I thought there was also one that they're actually making uh, that, that they've actually tried to make in labs. Um, okay, so uh, uh, I don't know if you're talking about the same thing here. Um, there is a new psychedelic substance being created in a lab from a Silicon Valley group, if that's what you're referring okay. to. I no, no I thought this was. I thought they were doing this because they were saying that obviously there's not enough secretion from the frog. They don't want to. Um, they don't want to stress so out the frogs. Five meo? Are you talking about yeah. then? Synthetic five meo? Yeah, that's what. Yes, yeah, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I can't. To be quite honest with you, I'm not um, fully conversant with five meo. I haven't had it myself. Right. Okay. So it's not something that I could really tell you a massive amount about. I can only probably tell you the basics about it. But there's five meo DMT um, present in certain other plants as well. Certain right. grasses. Um, and it's to varying degrees it can be extracted with difficulty for a lot of them um, but I don't know about creating a synthetic 5-MeO in a lab okay I thought they were, I thought they were doing that maybe I've got that wrong if they are, if I, I have no you might be right to be honest with yeah. you I've been focusing more on ayahuasca and, yeah. and DMT yeah I'll, I'll look into it I thought they were I thought they were I thought there was something because they I, I remember watching something I think even Louis Theroux went and did something once with it and I think there was Theroux, you know they go. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I know that. And he went and did it in Mexico, I think. Um, yeah, just past, yeah, just across across the border. And then he was talking about how like he was, they were getting the frogs and Mexicans, etc. And he was talking about how this is quite stressful for the frogs and how yeah. it's not enough. And they were, yeah. And so they, and so they were talking about a synthetic uh, version. But I'll I'll, I'll get I'll get into well maybe yeah. to. Um, do some more research on that and just to make sure that was that was correct but um it okay. sounds plausible and highly likely actually but i don't know enough about it to comment really yeah it's just one of those things that as one of my friends asked actually said like is it possible to actually replicate nature if it's something truly ancient and magical you know and i'm, I'm sort of of that same realm it's never going to be as pure but i mean you know you can it's, yeah. it's the same as it's almost like when the medical industry yeah. give you drugs rather than the actual plants um, for me it's all about about staying as connected to nature as possible uh, in terms of all medicines and anything that's been synthesized has not got the the vibration the spirit of whatever that was originally the plant and just not there you know it's the same with for me i wouldn't take any chemical um psychedelics over plants any i really wouldn't because the plants to me have the spirit they talk to you it's not the same thing right. at all and the way that the chemicals can make you feel later is a bit dirty and not quite. Uh -huh. I feel like you learn as much from them. You may you may still have uh, a, a more open mind or be visual visualising through the pineal gland to a certain extent, but I just don't find it quite the same. Uh -huh. it depends. Obviously, it's like you need purity as well with certain things, right? It's like the more pure you can get things. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like talking about it at San Pedro, it sounds really uh, eye-opening. So it'd be something I'd definitely be interested in trying. The other thing, you talk, so you're talking about, so all all this has come around to basically a spiritual awakening, which I think yeah. is something you said we're quite spiritually immature, and yeah. that has a lot to do, I think, with. I, I mean, it talks about how we've been taught what to, how to, or taught what to think, not how to think, and the ego and left brain logic and losing our sense of intu intuition and gut feeling. And that's all nonsense. That's all 
can't explain it, so it must be nonsense. I think it's... we're literally taught what to think, as you say, from from the day dot. Mm. From the, as soon as we're able to think, we're told how to think, what to think, why to think, what to think about. You know, it's like it's it's mad, really, the the, the level of conditioning. Well, what, and what you're saying, I don't want you to go with this, but just for people out there, it's like people now will search Google. Ninety-two percent of people search Google. If you haven't watched it yet, go out there and watch the film, The Creepy Line. It will show you why you want to get off Google Chrome and why you want to get off Gmail and why you want to get off Google Search. You now they're manipulating searches. If you haven't listened to Dr. McCurry's interview with Paul Check, listen to that. It will show exactly how they are linking adverts to. It's, it's like illegal. They're linking adverts to med, uh, to medicines. Um, they were getting rid of people's searches, um, so you instead use a search engine called Quant, doesn't, um, which is, I mean, Dr. Makoda, for example, here, the biggest natural health website in the world, his, his, his hits have gone down 600% because they just literally banished him, um, because it, his, all of his information goes against the medical industry, which is to sell more drugs, and I said before, it's an industry, they don't celebrate when their drug sales go down, just when they go up, mm-hmm. so you'd be really, and so when you're searching through Google, you've got to understand who's paying them to put those results there and who benefits from you getting that, ser- that first search. So use Quant, use, a, use the browser Brave, uh, yeah, browser mm-hmm. Brave search engine Quant. And I just want just, to just, just want to get there for yourself because we talk about spiritual awakening. People say, oh, that's all nonsense because I looked it up on, it's like, as you said before, someone put a great quote out, I think it was meditation for, for when Google doesn't have the answers or something like that. And I think it's similar for the, for the plants. Like you're going to, experience these and because people are so in their left brain and think this is all such woo-woo nonsense mm. if people do get into this it could be quite an awakening and that's it's almost like changing someone's whole reality of the world and that's why there's so much of a, of a resistance because as mark twain said you know it's a lot easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled and so oh, yeah. i just want you to, to go with that in the spiritual awakening um I, I do feel that we've been, as you said in the beginning, really, really uh, discouraged from connecting with our intuition. So straight off the bat, we become very head centric and cerebral. We're not the parts of our being are not aligned, and it takes um, a massive effort to overcome um, the effects of what is essentially mind control. And it is mind control from every possible angle. I feel sometimes like we're all living in the Truman Show. That's that's the extent of of the lies that we've been subject to. Um, And it takes a real brave spirit to uh, to start digging into these things in the first place. And then, like you say, you come up against all kinds of obstacles in terms of misinformation, disinformation, subversions of your attention. Um, It's it's it takes I don't even know how to put it into words, you know, the effort that it takes to overcome all of this adversity in terms of awareness. And it's all supposed to direct you away from spirituality. Um, You know, that's the definition of indoctrination, isn't it? It's to make you think um, a certain way so that you will behave and react in a certain way. And we look around us now and you can see the effects of this everywhere. It's 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 crazy. You know, people fighting to defend the system in some massive Stockholm syndrome type situation where they're not even prepared to look at anything that you're saying it's instantly dismissed you know confirmation bias all the way there's nothing open-minded about it then you've got all these intellectual and academic types they're my least favorite because they've convinced themselves that intelligence and um, intellect are the same thing they're absolutely not the same thing because how you apply knowledge is what leads to wisdom how you 
use that information is what I consider to be intelligence. Now, these people are just churning out scientific facts all day long, which will be the first things you see in Google, you know, the the doctored results sent to you by algorithms designed to um, to give you a biased perspective all day long. And these people, because their egos are so huge, because they've got this academic intelligence, are going around taking people apart who are presenting anything that's in any way spiritual. They don't have the capacity. They're not connected at all to their spiritual selves. It's They're cut off from their, it's a head-centric scenario, everything's cerebral. And if it can't be explained with rational or logic, then it's rubbish. And that's what we're up against now. There's that, and then there's people who are just too frightened to look at anything, really. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm talking about, spiritual immaturity. It applies to both to both um, camps there. If if you can distill it down to those basic elements, I think that's what that's what spiritual immaturity is. We're not prepared to seek truth because the truth might be too scary and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, but the true power lies on the other side of embracing what it is real, accepting what is real, and that is, you know, it's it it takes guts to go on that. I, I understand that it's not always pretty what you see. Oh, as you said before, it's a lot easier to give in, right, than it is to keep on going out because it is a tight, it is a battle you almost have to win every day. It's like so, and as you mentioned there, that of scientists or academics, you know, bought and paid for science, it's tobacco science. Uh, yeah. uh, and so, as I always talk about, scientists today, modern day scientists, uh, sorry, scientists today are just modern day prostitutes, you know, they can get paid for whatever results they want to get. Um, and I can't remember who it was, but it's, it's like as well. You talk about what, they're not even asking these questions. Man should be judged not on his answers, but on the question he, questions he asks. And mm-hmm. uh, science, the modern day science, they even I put a quote up the other day. It's sixty to seven, uh, fifty to sixty percent of the medical syllabus. They even get taught in medical school. This will be obsolete in ten years when the research comes out. Whereas, whereas nature doesn't change, right? And so science is just today's um, the, the latest form of ignorance. I think it was Albert Einstein who said. And so. You know, this is where quantum physics and things like that get into, and this is the the realms that other people need to understand. And this whole spiritual awakening, you're going to get this. And at the end of the day, look, as you said, the plants will teach you, the pain teacher will teach you. Some people need to learn the hard way. It's the only way they learn. And it's the other reason why I charge for my services, because if people are not invested, they won't take it seriously. So this is why it's important. It is an energy transfer, right? If you're going to plug yourself into myself or yourself, people need to be invested because we need to protect our energy as well right we do it's interesting what you say about investment because even when it comes to knowledge there's always an investment required whether that is a massive amount of time um that's one that's one aspect but for example if you go to use plant medicines you're going to find that they they taste very 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 bitter a lot of the time or something that's going to really it's going to be hard to keep it down to get it down you're probably going to want to throw it up it's all that it's almost like it requires a commitment you know knowledge requires commitment and these plants will lead you to the truth just as life will when you apply you know this commitment to, to to find it you will be led to the truth one way or another but it is not an easy path that's just the nature of reality that's how it goes so yeah. You wouldn't value it otherwise. If no. it came too easy, it wouldn't mean anything. The, it's it's. I talk about it. It's it's like man values something. The value of something is almost in proportion to how much effort it took you to get there. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, things are easy. They're not valuable, right? It's just yeah. and when yeah. things have taken you time to get there, and you, and you and then it's like right, cool. 
And then you understand, and when you've invested that time, that energy, maybe money, whatever it is, you know, that's yeah. why you're like, okay. And life will always bring these things up. You either learn the hard way, or you keep yeah. on doing the same thing, and you keep on. It's like relationships. The universe will keep on bringing you people or bring people back into your life until you learn that lesson. And yeah. some people never do. And yeah, that's they true. And it's like addicted, they're addicted to the to the pain or the drama or, or self sabotage. And they and you said before it can. It's just, a lot of you've got to be of of to do to do this and to try and get to help people or even to just take plant medicines and to in in a way which is you're actually looking to get something out of it you know you've actually got to be invested in it you've actually got to be wanting to become a better version of yourself otherwise it's just you said it's just playing it's almost playing with fire um and you're gonna get it is and so so for people for people out there that are looking to, to get into this or like to learn more about it i mean your website's a, a great place to, to head to right dmttimes.com dmttimes.com yeah it's it's designed to be a, a full resource um obviously there's more that can be added all the time um it's a big job there's actually only two of us um running the whole thing anyway so you know, it's it's quite a time-consuming thing, but we we always add as much new content as we can all the time. So there should be always something new for people to read. There's an experience library. So what I do is turn people's uh, experiences into articles, so they're kind of in a digestible format, and people can then go through and find experiences they want to read about via the kind of categories and tags, etc. So there's a library of information which we're always adding to. We still want more experiences. It's getting people to write them up and send them to us is is another thing, you know. So if anyone's got any please do let us have those. But um, that's one thing. We've got a whole load of videos, um, articles on consciousness, on awakening, on um, obviously all the plant medicines. There's, there's a lot of different stuff on there. So it's just worth having a good look around. There's events listed on there. Um, I mean, it would take me a long time to explain the site to you, to be honest. Sorry. If people, <laughs> people want to go and have a little dig around, they're going to find some some valuable information, I'm quite sure. Cool. Is that where people can contact you if they want you? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, they can contact me through the site or the, the Facebook page, DMT Times Online. Both a good place to contact. Awesome. Anything, yeah. anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, there was something I wanted to say about um, what's actually going on right now. Go for it. Um, I don't, This is my more an intuitive perspective than anything, so I'm not going to try and back this up with any scientific articles, <laughs> which is not really my style anyway. But... Um, I feel like something's happening here with the Earth's frequency. Now, we know about the Schumann resonance rising, and I think that's something that's been documented. It's not something I check on regularly, but it's something. What is that for people that don't know? Uh, The Schumann resonance is basically like the heartbeat of the Earth. It's the frequency that the Earth vibrates at, which I think started off something like 7 hertz, but now it's up to apparently something like 76. So it's gone up hugely since this was probably around 2012 or 11. I mean, that would have to be checked. I don't want to go down on record as saying that categorically, but those, that's my approximate, approximation of how much that's grown in the last 10 years. Um, now, this is just information that's come from just a bit of research here and there and just a kind of amalgamation of intuitive understanding based on my own experiences as well. But I feel like the, the, the human frequency rising right now is quite possibly causing the heat that's happening that they're calling global warming or climate change or whatever it could be as the earth frequency rises so is the temperature so is everything else and we are being called as beings 
to rise with that frequency. Our own frequencies are, uh, are waking up naturally anyway. Um, so this, uh, all this stuff that's happening right now is causing an awakening. So it seems to be based on the circumstances, but I think it would be happening anyway. And therefore, this play for our captivity, which is what it really is, is designed to stop us from rising with this human fre uh, frequency. And I think they're doing this through 5G, through other electromagnetic waves, which are messing with the Earth's biosphere. So by messing with the Earth's biosphere, they can disconnect us from it. I think that's what all these satellites are about. I mean, I'm just putting this across as one possible take on what's going on. And the reason I'm saying it is because I feel like with the Earth's frequency rising naturally as it would, and this is... Uh, resulting in the kind of awakening that's been prophesied back in the day by the Mayans and everything. This is written, what is happening now. It is destined to happen. You know, so what I'm seeing is these dark forces are playing out their, their role in all of this. And it's almost going to be a foregone conclusion that we are, you know, the bad, the bad guys don't win in the best movies, do they either? You know what I'm saying? It might sound like wishful thinking, but I feel that this process that's happening here is a kind of opportunity for us to grow up spiritually you know, we're being told to pull our socks up now. It's like, here's the facts, here's the details, here's what's actually really happening to you guys. What are you going to do about it? Here's your choice. You're going to rise with that frequency or you're going to succumb to the fear frequency and get sick and ill. Is that what you're going to do? Here's your choice. So my advice to everybody, if you want to come to plant medicines, they are going to help you to find the truth. It may not be an option for you right now with the current situation, but whether it is or it isn't, you can still commit to finding that truth. It's all about moving up through the layers of reality until you discover your own power and what you really are. And I think that's where we all need to be at right now. We need to use the adversity that's happening to us to awaken spiritually. And that is what life always teaches us to do, but it's just done it in a really concentrated way right now. So these are the times to be alive. They really are. No, yeah, it's a massive no. opportunity for us. No, I'd, I'd definitely say that, as I said before in the show, this is like their Hail Mary pass, like they're trying to do everything they can to, to lower the frequency because consciousness yeah. is waking and people are... Yeah. I, I put a tweet out earlier today. This has never been about a virus. This, is all, this has been about power, control, and taking away our civil, civil liberties. Um, and hopefully the, the world's waking up to it. So... Caroline, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Definitely yeah. we'll, we'll get you back on, I think, uh, a later date and we can talk about Sounds other good. things. But um, thank you so much. And uh, for people out there, www.dmttimes. Uh, you can find you on Facebook at DMT Times as well. DMT Times online. Online, yeah, DMT Times amazing. online. Awesome, yeah. Caroline. Thank you very much for coming on. Pleasure to talk to you. Welcome. Thank you very much too. And I'll speak to you soon. Well, guys and girls, that was Caroline Knight, www.dmttimes.com. I'm sure you went, you got quite a lot from that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's eye-opening. It, these plant medicines are not to be taken lightly. They're, they're obviously used for healing uh, and shouldn't just be used in a recreational way um, unless, you know, you're prepared to take the consequences that, that come with that. Um recently had quite an interesting journey on some mushrooms, which is very hard to explain. Um what actually goes on there um it's really really interesting it's um something that i would well it's up to up to you right um in terms of doing these things uh they can be very very healing and very very yeah it can be very very calming it can be a great experience for the body in terms of and the mind just to just to let go and, and to understanding that there's more out there than, than than what we just see in front of us and all the nonsense that's going on 
Um, anyway, so if you want to find Caroline, you know where to find her, www.dmttimes.com. Um, otherwise, you know, guys and girls, as always, say if you can, head on over to, if you're looking for any health supplements and you can um, help us out because it just helps us float the show, www.reviveyourself.co. We've got our shop there. Uh, all the... Uh, all the all supplements you could want. I'll be adding more stuff to the market as well, more to our shop because always finding great stuff. My favourite one at the moment, I didn't mention before the show, I always love the royal jelly. I'm really into, I'm going to get some, try and get some raw honey for you out there, but um, butter oil, it's fantastic. That hopefully that might be added to the shop by the time this comes out from Green Pastures. It's fantastic for healing the gut and just full of concentrated nutrients that you just can't get in many other places. Uh, green Pastures are top top end when it comes to butter oils or oils. You know, cod liver oils best on the market really. Um, not many people can compete with them. And um, dragon fruit powder. You know, it's just been a whirlwind. Everyone who's had it has, has loved it, loved the taste, loved the feeling they got from it. Uh, and that's underneath the Ancient Purity banner. Um, and yeah, guys and girls, if you're looking for help, if you've been struggling with a chronic issue and you haven't been able to overcome it, no matter what you've what you've done, you've been seeing all the doctors, consultants, specialists, and they've gone nowhere, um, and you're just taking more and more medication and you're living in pain, then please do reach out and give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or follow me on uh, Facebook at just Ryan Martin um, or Revive Yourself, and it's the same on Instagram, I think it's Ryan underscore underscore Martin underscore underscore on Insta and it's revive underscore yourself on Instagram. Put out lots of content there, free content, you know, got a podcast, I put out so, so many articles, etc. Um, and even through all this, you know, I want you to just be aware, don't take it in, don't take this negative energy on board, but you know, but standing up to this together, going out and living life on your terms, not being baffled by the bullshit that's going on and, and, the, and the manipulated statistics and the fear, turning off the news, going out and getting fresh air, exercising intentionally, hot and cold um, therapy, you know, cold showers, eating good food, spending time around with friends, getting out there, grounding, walking on the soil, you know, getting out amongst pathogens, building your immune system. That's going to be the way through this and not conforming to the absolute nonsense and spread this message far and wide, people. This has never been about a virus. It's always been about taking away our freedom, civil liberties. And the more stats that come out there to show this, it's actually, you know, it's you can't hide from the fact now that all the stats show this is no more deadly than the flu and from the stats going. And the average age of people dying from COVID-19 is like 80 plus and the average age of life expectancy is 77. And you don't lock down the world's economy for that. And at the moment they're printing money, so it's like a band-aid over it. People don't know what's coming. It's like being on anesthetic while they take it out your liver. Your, your, your spleen, your gallbladder and when the anaesthetic wears off all of a sudden you've got organs missing so we need to get everyone back to living life back on our terms otherwise guys and girls that's it for this week I'm going to have another blockbuster with Terry Tiddard coming up shortly um, but yeah as always stay happy, stay healthy and I'll speak to you soon, bye bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today.